This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Let's look to the Lord in prayer and get into what he has in store for us today. Father, we are in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for the reminder that we have a hope and this hope in us will purify us, Lord. And so today we pray, Lord, that even as we continue to listen to your word and meditate on your word, reflect on your word, we pray that this hope will be strengthened within us, Lord. It will be anchored deep within us. It will manifest in us as, as purging and cleansing and purification to our souls, to our body, to our mind, to our spiritual beings. Thank you, Papa. May your name be lifted up even as we listen to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has been teaching us some pertinent aspects of life. Amen. And uh, the word is coming to us to cleanse us. How many of you know that it's coming to cleanse us and to sanctify us? Amen. Sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. The one thing that can sanctify us, set us apart, separate us from the filth of this world is the word of God. Amen. Let everything about you be purified today as you listen to God's word. You must be excited because the washing with water of the word is happening in the church. That's, that is exciting news. That is exciting phenomenon. Hallelujah. You must be so excited coming to church because you're going to listen to God's word which is going to purify you. Are you excited? You excited that God's going to purify you because you came to church? Amen. And you're going to listen to his word. Hallelujah. I don't know what was the excitement today. Is it, is it that you could wear something that you wanted to wear for a long time? Is it that you wanted to meet somebody, catch up with the, the weekly happenings with a friend of yours? Or is the excitement to, to be in the band or, you know, I don't know what it is. But may your excitement be that the word is going to cleanse you today, is going to purify you today. In fact, the sole purpose of you listening to God's word, the sole purpose of the word coming to you today is to purify you. There's the one purpose. In fact, I would, I would say this, that if you want to check, you know, sometimes we have this, we may or may not have this, but it's good to have it. Did I hear from God correctly or did I not? No, is it, is it the Rima word of God or is it something that I wanted to um, grab hold of for the sake of my own ambitions or selfish desires? So the one, the one test you can do to confirm that a word is truly a Rima word, a spoken word from God, is to apply this. Does that word which you received or which you, have, which you claim to have received... Does it inspire purity and wholeness in you? That word which came to you, or which you thought came to you, does that inspire purity and holiness in you? Or does it motivate the, the desires of yourself, 
or does it appease the, the flesh? Now, there is a way, the Bible says, there is a way that seems right to man, but the end of it is. Uh, I mean, I, I can't get over the wonder of this word. There is a way that seems right to man. It might be a happy way. It might be a broad way. It might be a high way. It might be a famous way. It might be a plentiful way. It might be a lucrative way. But there is a way that seems right in the eyes of man. But the end of it is destruction. It's death. Oh, that's right. The, the NSV says the end, of, end is the way of death. The, its end is the way of death. Hallelujah. Amen. Purity is of utmost priority to God. God is very serious about purity. How serious are you about purity? God is very serious about purity. How serious are you about purity? No, you, you, must, you must be so eager to receive correction. You must be so excited, so comforted to know that God has placed people in your life it can be your parents, it can be godly friends, it can be mentors, it can be a pastor. God has placed people in your life to give you correction. Because correction is the greatest encourager of purity. The only, only thing that will they'll keep encouraging purity in you is correction. So if you keep away correction in your life, you are keeping away the one thing or the one person, if you can call uh, correction a person, you're keeping away that one person who will encourage or stimulate purity in you. Because correction is the, the greatest encourager of purity. Now, you know why we despise correction? Okay, let me see if. We can break it down this morning. Do you know why we despise correction? Do you know why a person despises correction? Huh? Huh. Say it loud. Say it loud. Say it loud. The only reason a person would despise correction is pride. Because you want to protect your ego. When you're so full of yourself, you prevent correction from reaching you. You want to protect your ego. You don't want to admit that you've gone wrong. But I want you to know that purity and pride does not get along well. That's right. Pride goes before a fall. A haughty spirit Causes a person to stumble, the Bible says. Your pride can be a hindrance to purity. Now we've, we've come, five, this is the fifth week we are on the series, I believe. The fifth Sunday. Uh, counting the, the watch night. The, the first service. So in, in, in this past four parts that we, we uh, spend considering purity... 
I know that some of you are excited. I know that some of you are really happy that this is coming to you. Some of you are still figuring it out. But I want you to know, you have to go all the way. You, you have to go all the way. Will your pride prevent you from going all the way? You got to be humble to receive God's word. The humble receive his word and they, they are transformed by the power of it because the grace of God comes to them as they receive the word in humility. Amen? And your pride can be a hindrance to purity. Your pride will try to defend your wrong decisions. Do you know that? Hello? We all know that. We all been there, done that. Your pride will try to defend your wrong decisions. Your pride will try to justify your sinful pursuits. Your pride will always try to cover up your rebellion. The spiritual pride. I don't need no correction. I can manage things on my own. It'll always try to cover up your rebellion. Your pride will go any extent to prove your point. It'll go any extent, it'll go any far it wants to prove your point. That's why the Bible says pride goes before destruction. Let's put that scripture, Proverbs 16 and verse 18. Pride goes before a fall and the haughty spirit before stumbling. Pride goes before destruction and the haughty spirit before stumbling. So today as you listen to God's word, be humble. Tell your neighbor, be humble. Humble, say hum, be humble. Be humble. Tell your, person, tell your neighbor one more time, be humble. Be humble, be humble, 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 humble. Be humble. Be humble. When you are humble, you are appreciating the work of purification in your life. You are acknowledging the need of purification. Only a humble person can acknowledge the need of purification. Some of you are responding really well, but the Holy Spirit wants to see how far you can go with this. How far, how far can you go with this? I mean, see, this, this, I mean, by now you would have figured, this, figured it out. This series is a series on purification, which is a series on correction. Amen. It is about how far can you go with correction? How far can you endure correction? It's a refiner's fire. You got to endure the fire till it stops burning. You got to endure that fire till it stops burning you, scorching you. Because all the impurity will be burned off. That which remains will be precious and pure and genuine. So if you're feeling the burning, it's good. Tell your neighbor, it's good. If you have, are, you, are you feeling the burn? Are you feeling the burn? Are you feeling it? Is it hot on you? It's good. It's good. Say it's good. It's good. Now we've been uh, looking at pursuing purity in, in marriages and 
family relationships we are not done yet and we're going to continue because this is such an important topic and i believe the church must not shy away from it especially because we are living in a time and age where the world system is challenging the the sanctity of the institution of marriage it's losing relevance in the world and the church has a responsibility to hold it together we must rise up and show the world that marriage is god's design man and family is his divine plan every christian home must be a must be so full of light that your neighborhood recognizes that's a christian home that's a christian couple even people in the world will look at you and say that's there goes a christian couple there goes a christian home family they're christians they believe in jesus because you're so full of light you are, you you ought to be like that you're so full of light nobody can deny the light you know that that's why we have illustrations in the bible which talks about city on a hill it meant light on a lampstand because nobody can deny the presence of light especially in the darkness darkness cannot deny huh they not com- cannot comprehend it cannot comprehend man it cannot deny the presence of light hallelujah so for all the unmarried people who felt very very comfortable in the past weeks thing that the pastor is preaching only to married people i want to repeat what i said this is not just for the married people this is also for everyone yeah whether young or old planning to get married men you are not too young to learn these things amen you're not too young to learn these things what you heard or what you failed to hear was for you purity applies to the young and old alike purity applies to the married and the unmarried alike purity applies to the father the mother the brother and the sister or the son and the daughter in the family hello okay let's let's uh, look at scripture when we when we read in god's word scriptures like flee sexual immorality remember that jesus in the gospel already raised the standard a few notches higher than how it was in the law hello man do you know that the church has come to a place of a higher standard god has god has revealed his standard in a more deeper manner to the church the wisdom of god the excellency of god the brilliance of god is being displayed in the church the lord the law could only um reveal it in part but when christ came he he just decided to remove the veil say remove the veil he removed the veil for, for till that point everyone thought when somebody talks about adultery and sexual immorality you know they thought it was about the act the physical act of involving huh that's right involving that act of sin but when jesus came around he said ah i love it let's look at that matthew chapter 
verse 27. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 27. Hallelujah. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. Yeah, we all have heard. It's in the law. You shall not commit adultery. It's part of the Ten Commandments, by the way. But I say to you that everyone... Now, what is adultery? That's the question. Now, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Now, if your right eye is causing you to sin, tear it out and throw it away from you. For it is better to you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand is causing you to sin, cut it off and throw it away from you. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to go to hell. You must understand how serious this is. It's serious. So Jesus is revealing how serious this, this standard of God is. High standards. You know, by the time you read this a couple of times, you'll be like, who can then be pure? If this is the standard of God, then who can then be pure in his eyes? Is this the translation mistake? Is this the translation mistake? Did Jesus really mean that? Did he really mean that if, if somebody uh, you know, looks at a woman with lust after her has already committed adultery? Did he really mean that? Let's look at that, that word, word by word. Everyone who looks, the word looks, it means behold. Everyone who beholds, everyone who perceives or considers, everyone who takes heed of a woman with lust. You know what the word lust is? Set the heart upon, long for, Covet, desire. Everyone who longs for, everyone who beholds or perceives a woman and longs for, sets his heart upon her with desire, has already committed. See, look at this. He speaks with such clarity, there is hardly any room for debate here. Now all the debaters of this world can come together. No, that's, no, he probably would not have meant that. You can't do it because, see the thing is, the thing with God's word is, it closes every loophole. If you really open up your life to God's word, it closes every loophole. You know, we are experts, human beings are experts in finding loopholes. If there's a law in the society, if there's a law in the land, we are first figuring out, we are first learning what are the loopholes to avoid penalizing because you've broken that law. The loopholes interest us more than the law. Oh, only I'm like that? The way you look at me, it's like only the pastor is like that. All of you are like, you know, very holy and... But that's how we are. That's how the human brain functions. We are trying to figure out how can we find a way around without getting penalized, without being punished. But if you come to God's word, the problem is you can avoid it as much as you want, but you can never find loopholes in God's word. 
He who tries to find loopholes in God's word is a fool. I've met many people like that. They're trying to find loopholes to justify what they're doing. You will not find loopholes. You can probably, with the smartness of your words, convince human beings, but you cannot escape the one who sees it all, weighs the intentions and, so- and thoughts of your heart. Say clarity. Now, see, now consider, consider this verse closely and realize that Christians have no excuses for doing the many things that we do. We don't have space or license or room to do many things that we normally do. Now look at this. We talk about lukewarmness. But isn't it outright lukewarmness to ignore such a passage and freely indulge in modern day provisions for lasting? Hello? I told you this is not going to be comfortable. This is not going to be comfortable. And the question is, how far can you go with this? How far can you go with this? You have no excuse for doing the many things that you do. And my question is, isn't it outright lukewarmness to ignore the warnings of scripture and freely indulge in the modern day norms? If anything provides a space for you and I to look at a woman who is not your wife with lust for her or to look at a man who is not your husband with desire for him Isn't it presumptuous sin to be found in such a space without any pity? What do you think? And consider all the places that you're in. Don't we have limitations when we consider scriptures like this? Don't we have do's and don'ts according to scripture? And why is it that we don't talk about these things when we come together? Why is it that we don't teach these things enough? Now you may not like me for this, but dear Christian, your, your social media activity does not, most of your social media activity does not make any spiritual sense. And it bothers God, whether it is bothering you or not. The things that you want to churn on social media does not make any spiritual sense. Most of it. And I may, I may be, I know that I'm risking my popularity, but I'm okay with that. But dear believer, your habits, your subscriptions do not add up to the warnings of scripture. It does not add up. If you know scripture, you will not be found in many places which gives you a lot of room and space to indulge in all these things that we talk about, impurity and and sexual immorality and adultery and fornication. And why is it that we are so, we are are like the world, we are the modern day Christians, we are free, We, we come from a free generation. 
we can do what we want nobody can ask nobody knows what you're doing nobody should bother what you're doing if you're a serious christian who takes god at his word you would not even be found in many places around in the virtual world very quiet gentle mm. amen but isn't that the truth isn't that the truth some of those places where you are frequenting on the internet on the mobile phone through apps through platforms are in those places giving a lot of room for your flesh to operate and to fall and to be deviated from the standards of god's word what do you think and why is it why is it that we don't talk about these things why is it that we all act like everything is normal no things are not normal see he who has this hope fixed on him will purify himself amen okay let's let's talk about that now okay it, it's not for is not for the one who has not got that hope for, but for the ones who have this hope fixed on Jesus Christ that he's coming back and when he comes we're going to be like him we're going to see him and we're going to be like him we are we are going to be the ones who will purify will mend our ways and mend our ways will will change the way we live will make corrections will set new standards we will not be swayed by the patterns of this world it's going to be hard but we're going to take a stand against those things today the today the, the perplexing question faced by those in youth ministry is this what is wrong with netflix let's talk about some of those issues what is wrong with have you heard that question being a christian if you haven't you have not done your work as a christian that's why you must be hearing that question from people that you minister to what is wrong with the obvious answer to that is everything is wrong with netflix do you know that netflix is at war i'm i'm just taking one example not because i don't have i don't have examples because i don't want to spend the rest of the day or the rest of the series on on things which are not uh, i mean i mean worthy of mentioning but just for you to understand netflix is at war against biblical standards of holiness and don't act like you don't you don't know it you are, you are you are a total dumb person if you are acting like you don't know it it is at war against biblical standards of holiness it is at war against jesus christ it portrays jesus in all the wrong ways that you can even can't even imagine about some of you may not be aware of it do you know do you know that netflix has a stated goal of global sleep deprivation it has stated openly the biggest enemy of mine is sleep you don't know that you don't know that the content is designed for a kind of addiction and compulsive binging which fights your sleep which can eventually bring disorder and even kill you fornication adultery homosexuality violence foul language profanities and obscenities 
make up for its top rated content if you don't know it don't pretend like you don't know it that's the church is pretending such pretenders such pretenders i'm telling you god will judge if you if you got to keep pretending like that and many christians are binging away this type of content without feeling a pinch what's wrong with netflix what's wrong with what's wrong with you and if you if you begin to talk about some of these things we'll be here all day now we are called to expose the deeds of darkness amen if something is blatantly opposing your faith that is not your place that is not your place don't give money to the devil to fight your faith i mean that's why you must not be subscribed to netflix exactly that's why you are sitting in the on the seat of a scoffer if you are still subscribed to netflix now they are offering it free the big offer you buy something one year of netflix free oh what a big offer it will kill you it will affect your sleep it will affect your marriage it will affect everything about your family it will affect your faith hallelujah if you don't like the things we are dealing with today understand this is all about it's about exposing the deeds of darkness if the church remains silent wickedness will thrive wickedness will thrive you know we must teach our children that this is a wrong place to go to you're not going to gain anything out of that place hello don't don't present it as some encyclopedia of information no it's an encyclopedia of sin you name the type of sin it is it is shown there it is at war against the innocence of children it is at war against children it's at war against childhood now i cannot say many things from up here but i want you to know this whatever i'm saying i'm trying to make it very soft and polished but the truth is it is it is not the place for a christian now you you got to be very careful what you're feeding your system with now sometimes if you look at people they coming to church you know they are they coming for bible study they coming for they they are like you know they are doing what you know what normal christians would do but we don't see progress we don't see progress in them we don't see change we don't see effectiveness in them you know why because of some of these things it prevents you from being what god wants you to be garbage in garbage out what you feed will come out what you feed your system with will eventually come out in thoughts in deeds in words in philosophies in attitudes in perspectives whenever i i say something about the social media i i see i i can feel the ripples but the thing is i don't really i don't really know whether you you understand the damage it has done to humanity it has done it was okay listen to this if nobody has told you this let me tell this to you as a pastor let me tell this to you social media was designed i would say if i can paraphrase it or if i can 
put it in a nutshell it was designed in the pits of hell with the intention of destroying mankind you don't know that you don't know that you don't know that it was made designed knowing that it is detrimental to our health to to our society to our future to our generations how dumb can you be as a christian not knowing these things that's right preachers of old called the tv an idiot box and we ignored it and today we are suffering the consequences of that ignorance we have lost all standards when it comes to these things we have our own reasoning our own justification for embracing what the world is offering you you can go do your own research if you have not done your research don't talk about it this thing was made it was designed to put you in a loop a vicious cycle to program your mind the the okay now the like button was not made because somebody can appreciate you it was made so that you will be hooked to it how dumb we are we thought it is all about somebody appreciating you no it was about you getting hooked to it i am telling you people can click on the like button without even looking what they are watching and if you don't know three clicks will be real clicks the other few will be by them only the system so that you will get a say hi and then after that high wears out you're on a low and you're seeking for the next high this is the truth you believe me believe me like i said it takes humility to un- to receive instruction but this is the truth it is destroying the way we function see it's like you know you take a sharp knife and you you just knock the edges on all those rough places finally the sharp knife will be so ineffective that's how the knife will lose its effectiveness likewise you as a christian will lose effectiveness if you don't know these things and you freely indulge in the social media i said see the church must be smart enough to see through these things the moment somebody talks about it don't look at them like oh he's the old school type i've had that reaction when i talk about these young people okay this man is very old okay we, that's a joke between me and ken okay this man is from another generation i am not he doesn't know the 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 advancements in technology and the the benefits of uh, hello i want you to understand the detrimental effect the the bad effects the destructive effect this has on humanity far outweighs far say far everybody say far far outweighs the benefits of it I'm not saying there are no benefits there are benefits That's why I I I always tell people if you're on social media let it be purposeful let it be let it not be about you let it be about Christ 
you have to be on your toes constantly reviewing your approach to this and the way it is affecting you the way it is scheduling your 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 routines it's a default thing i've i've seen it happen to me this is not with respect to social media but with respect to the phone i've seen this the default thing can eventually be you reach out for the phone and you flip it open not when it's beeping earlier it was when it was only beeping or ringing now it has become a go to to break your boredom you want to read something you want to flip open you want to swipe open now it's it's very it's very fancy you touch there's like stars and all my phone has that thing i don't know about yours you touch your thumb and like yeah like like in, in old fairy tales when the magic wand was the stars you know the shimmery effect that comes when you touch it's all purposeful it gives us, and it's also now it gives a certain that press you feel that it is responding to your touch haptics dumb guys you don't know it is all made designed to keep you hooked to that addicted this is a very 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 serious problem very very serious problem and you can do this check okay okay don't let anybody else check okay but if you are very confident let others check i am not confident so i am not going to make any of you check but you can do this check you can go to the most used app what do you call that thing um, screen time which shows the most used apps do a check you will be you will be blown to realize that you are spending a lot of time in all the wrong places except purity purity there's no filter there's no filter to the content that is now on on these platforms did i really need to spend that much time that's a, it's a brilliant question if we can come to that place we'll be saved from this malady see don't feel offended by by this when somebody tells you this is this is affecting you this is affecting you somebody has to tell this to you right that's right the feature phone is called a dumb phone and this is called a smartphone it should be the other way around the smart the, the phone is very smart because it makes you dumb now we see we we laugh about it see i understand this this a humor to this but this is a real problem this is a real problem we we have to snap out of this we have to snap out of this do what it takes do what it takes because it has become a habit it's become a habit you ha- you don't even realize from the time for the for a long time this has become your second nature it's it's become a automated process in your life and to add to it all the other things the the social media apps waving at you the 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 streaming platforms waving at you and you know all those things the commercial platform is waving at you is all trying to get your attention deals that's right deals ecom deals republic day sales and independence day sales and yeah you name it say it's just like that sales hallelujah it's all created to keep you hooked away from your god's word away from his presence away from people in your life i'm saying i'm not even opening it up 
okay i'm just just i'm just uh, giving you an introduction into this topic because if i open this up i mean i don't know what will happen to you if you can really understand what i'm trying to tell you here some of the people are behaving the way they are behaving because the phone is dictating their behavior and i have noticed this they are so dictated by the the smartphone i mean what they see what they come across the post by somebody else determines your life how crazy is that and for all the older people who you don't know much about this good for you but warn your children warn your children children to stay away from mobile phone as much as possible from all these things as much as possible it helps there is an assistance to life and all but if you don't know how to use it if if there's no wisdom in the way you approach this it can kill joy it's a real kill joy it saps your life some of them some of them people are deciding on the course of life they're making decisions based on what they see in the small screen not based on what they hear from god their days are planned or they are motivated to do things based on what they oh he is doing that so i must do this he has that so i must have it he is going there she is wearing that it's a real problem whether you know it or not this is affecting the way human beings are hallelujah hallelujah we are not called to imitate anybody man social media will will induce uh, or stimulate us imitating others but we are called to imitate god okay let's read ephesians chapter 5 therefore be imitators of god as beloved children do you know that the social media is making clones out of people is making clones out of people you see the same kind of people because they are influenced by influencers they call it there's no identity everybody wants to be like the other person so you see a lot of replicas in society thanks to social media look at this ephesians chapter 5 therefore be imitators of god as beloved children and walk in love say imitators of god be imitators of god as beloved children you got to be a child child of god imitating your father in heaven and walk in love just as christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering and a sacrifice to god as a fragrant aroma but sexual immorality or any impurity or greed look at that sexual immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be mentioned among you as is proper among saints and there must be no filthiness the word filthiness is translated as shamefulness there must be no filthiness anything of shame or foolish talk buffoonery or vulgar joking rebeldry spiciness that's what it means which are not fitting 
which are not proper, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty that no sexually immoral, the word sexually immoral here, okay, I'll come to that. But, but this you know with certainty that no sexually immoral or impure or greedy person which amounts to an idolater as an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. But this you know with certainty that no sexually immoral, the word sexually immoral is from a Greek word. You know what the Greek word is? Pornos. That's from the word pornography came. Porn, pornos, sexually immoral or impure, lewd. And then it goes on to say, see that no one deceives you with empty words. Like that. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. If somebody had to, is to deceive you with empty words, saying it's all right, it's okay, it is harmless. See that no one deceives you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partakers or partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. As you try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. You have to try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the useless deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. For all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason, it says, awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. So then be careful how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 11. Do not participate in the useless deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. The, the word used, the phrase useless deeds of darkness, is, uh, it means barren deeds. Say barren. It means unfruitful. Unfruitful works with no kingdom significance. Do not participate. Do not indulge. Do not become a part of unfruitful works with no kingdom significance. Just think about it. Now, the things that you do during a day, which can be categorized under this, useless deeds of darkness. Hallelujah. Man, say purification. God desires your purification. And he's going to come after you. He's going to come after you. Man, and if you, if you let him, he will help you through. Man, it might look very difficult for you. And, uh, it might look like it is impossible for you to live with, without some of those things. It might look impossible for you to come out of some addiction. But I want you to know, this God that we serve is a God of grace, a God of compassion and mercy. He empowers. 
he empowers whatever you are struggling with he empowers you to come out of it because he's a god of love he's a god of mercy amen do not participate in the useless deeds of darkness but instead even expose them amen hallelujah and god is not opposed to you having fun god is not opposed to you relaxing but what the world is offering to you as fun and relaxation and, and entertainment is not doing good to you it is not doing good to you it is affecting the way you think it is affecting your faith it is opposed to your faith you know i don't know how a christian can endure through a a movie or a a series without being grieved in the spirit some of those depictions are so outright evil directed by mr d himself they are making a mockery of the standards of god you don't feel sad about it you don't feel burdened by it you don't that's right you don't feel vexed by it broken by it what lot faced when he was living in the days of sodom and gomorrah the bible says the man was vexed in his spirit he was troubled greatly distressed in spirit his righteous soul was tormented the bible says that's a, that's a great lesson for us today okay we are christians we don't need to be tormented by anything but are we at least offended by these things you got to be uncomfortable you know by now by now some of these platforms should have filed for bankruptcy if the church had taken a stand they would have but the church just kept quiet they churned out continually churned out anti christian content anti christ content anti gospel content i'm not even talking about wickedness and uh, all those downright evil things i'm talking about directly mocking the christian faith and we kept quiet and we didn't do anything about it at least can't we tell our children at least can't we tell those around us don't don't give them business don't give them business do, do not partner like the word do not partner there's a word here in this in the scripture therefore do not become partners with them for you were once darkness but now you are light in the lord now you are light in the lord walk as children of light for the fruit of the light consists of in all goodness righteousness and truth as you try to learn what is pleasing to the lord you have to try to learn like i told you it's about knowledge it's about pursuing your knowledge what is pleasing to god you have to learn it you got to you got to know how to keep your vessel in honor and in sanctification do not participate in the useless deeds of darkness but instead even expose them do you even check do you even check what your children are watching do you check what your maybe your siblings are up to as a parent does it affect your 
senses? Does it affect your uh, thought process? As a, as a brother, as a Christian friend, does it affect you? It got to affect you. It must. It must. If you see, okay now, let me keep it very simple. Concerning social media. If the limelight is on you, if the limelight is on you, and not on Christ, you're wasting your time. Simple. If the limelight is on you, okay, and not on Christ, you're wasting your time. If the content is not edifying, you're wasting your time. Hallelujah. Now you can come and debate about, but what about this and what about that? The bottom line is, is it edifying? Is it glorifying Christ? Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Isn't it simple? What is so difficult to understand in there? Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Not for your self-promotion. Amen. Hallelujah. Say purification. Say purity. Hallelujah. Expose the deeds of darkness. Do not shy away from talking about these things. Be bold. Be bold. Let the spiritual realm know that somebody has taken a stand in your neighborhood concerning these things. Be at war against these things. Man, do not pussyfoot around. Be on war footing. Just stand tall. Stand firm. Show some guts and some standard. Raise up the standard. Resist the devil. Having done everything, stand. Stand firm. Let's give thanks. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for speaking to us, ministering to us so clearly. Thank you, Lord, that you are serious about this work that you started in us, Lord. We, con- we ask of you, Lord, that it will continue to convict us and change us, Lord. Thank you for the grace that comes with your word. For those who respond to your word, Lord, will receive grace immediately, Lord. For their change, for their transformation is not going to be difficult. For It will not be, it'll not be far-fetched. It will be, be easy on them. For your burden is light. Your, your yoke is gentle. Your burden is light. And we ask of you, Lord, that you will enable us, Lord, as a church. And everything that comes to us for our correction, Lord, let it, let it do its work. Let the, word, let the word cleanse us, purge us completely. Uh, let us not wait for the neighbor. Let's not wait for the, or the, for the friend or for the brother or the sister to respond. But let our convictions be our convictions. As the Holy Spirit convicts, let it be ours. Help us to make it personal, Lord. Every single one of us here. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to raise up a standard. That Christ may shine. May Christ shine. In and through us, Lord. Thank you, Father. May your name be lifted up, be glorified. In all that we do. Let Jesus continually manifest through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, this is Nisha Dilip Koshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.